I'm rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com. BWB, what's up? Yo, I'm Curtis Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? <sighs> a lot of stuff, man. Let's, I guess, let's just get to it, you know. We guess we got to put a time allotment on some of this stuff, because... Yeah, gotta stay more current, but yeah, let's just yeah. You know, do um, it. Well, we uh, have we are back. This is our first show since WrestleMania. Um, we took our annual post WrestleMania break, and a lot of things have happened in and out of the wrestling world. Um, we want to just go ahead and start with um, we'll start with the death of China. Um, she was forty six years old. Um, they found her, apparently she died of a prescription um, pill overdose. Um, very unfortunate. She wasn't able, her and WWE weren't able to work out um, a way to recognize her contributions to WWE. Um, while she was still with us. Yes, while she was still with us. Uh, James, what do you make of China? Like, uh, if you could summarize her career, any memories that you have of her? I mean, I don't think it would be out of um, out of line to say that she was the biggest women wrestler in the nineties. Of the nineties, she, uh, you know, she. How do I say this? Okay, so just based on her look alone, she stood out from a mile away compared to the other women in the company. The way she, the way that she was brought on, was very smart. Like. You know, you see, saw the Triple H um, documentary. She, she explained, like, you know, I needed a heater. Like, what would get me more heat than having a chick? Yeah. And we went from there. And, I mean, she was always, you know, she was always, like, this straight man to the Tom Fuller and shenanigans that Triple H and, um, Sean, and, and Sean would get into. The rest the of DX the X after. Yeah. Like, she was a person, like, you bounce, like, you look at their absurdity and you and you, like, look back and you see her, like, just giving, like, the side eye, like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all are fools. <laughs> this is, like, this is, and they added to, like, how funny they were. Yep. Um, especially when they used to, like, they used to put their, they used to do the cross chops over her when she just standing, like, stoically yeah. there. It was, it was, you know, she was, you know. The master I, of the low blow. Other, yes, that too. Yeah, like, she that wanted too. one of them other than Ric Flair, you know, I'd probably say the low blow, you know, that, that was China's, uh, that was her block for a Absolutely. while. Absolutely. I mean, she had to protect. She had to protect her uh, tri- Triple H, you know. So yeah. she, she had the best way she could, which always seemed to be just yeah, hit you with one of those, hit you in the jewels. Um, I without China, I you know I'm not sure you know if Triple H ever gets over during that period. Um, you know he had some political connections, um, obviously. But that was more later. I mean, I guess Sean, but yeah, yeah, like, but he, she, without her, his career is it's not. I don't totally know. Totally different. Yep. Completely altered his trajectory. Yeah, that's like a that's an alternate timeline that happens like <laughs> without her. Um, she. I don't was, even know. Like I don't even know if like how does DX work without her? Um, 
I mean, like, especially after Rude leaves. Yeah, like... At least, I mean, like, they, they sort of were doing, you know, like, China and and, and Rude were sort of doing, like, the, you know, the same thing where they're just sitting there, like, in the background, like... Dirty work. Like, there's, no, I mean, not even that, like, just for promos sitting there while those two go off on the... Just jump up there, just on Looney Tunes, yeah. right? And no one could hit her because she was a chick. It was brilliant. I mean... Well, eventually they started putting hands on her. Yeah. Once it got to, like, a certain point. But, you know, at first, like, the big thing was this big jacked-up chick is body-slamming these guys. Yep. Bear-hugging them, low-blowing them, cheating, hitting them with the forearm, and they just gotta... They just gotta eat that. Yep. Deal with it. Um, I may have told you this off-air before, but uh, China had a great tan. Um, I was was not sure of her ethnicity for a long time. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's... Uh, I, I thought I'd mentioned. Yeah, you told me that before, but I. But I, I thought had, China was a black woman. I, I had blocked it. I had blocked it. I they had me fooled uh, as a kid. Holy shit! Hell, they had me fooled up until like you know a few years ago. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she was always very well spoken. Um, cool. She was always like she always seemed very sure of herself, and you know, knowing how valuable her character was, and. She was wrestling the guys at a certain point. Um, yeah. She was the Intercontinental Champion, the only woman to do that. Um, she's the only woman to, uh, or the first woman to enter the Royal Rumble. She was in the King she of the Rings. She threw Mark ass out. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, then she later on was with, uh, you know, Triple H as he won the championship. And then, you know, the whole break, they broke <laughs> off at a certain point. Yeah. And, Funny how that works in the yeah. timeline. Uh I mean, she was. I mean, but even after that, she still she still was around and still was doing doing, doing shit. Yeah, like whether it was with Eddie, whether it was Eddie, or when it was um the stuff she did with Ivory at the time. So uh, you know, this wasn't WrestleMania seventeen, her last WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good note to end on, like the greatest WrestleMania ever, possibly. Yeah, she um she uh and then of course she did Playboy in the meantime, pretty much like. I feel like we can't talk about her without talking about the work that she had done. Like, at a certain point, like, she went from this this kind of woman that was, you know, that people always tried to say was very manly, even though, like, you know, her personality was nothing like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, she started kind of matching that or whatever. And then for a couple of years, like, you know, like, what kind of man does that look like? So... You know, there's a lot of ignorance and a lot of other stuff with that um, that went on back then. But it's just um, good old fashioned body shaming. Yeah, uh, I just want to say uh, rest in peace to China and her family. Prayers go out to her. Uh, you know, she had whatever going on after her wrestling career. Uh, that's that's her pro- you know prerogative and everything else. We're not here to discuss that. But um, she was a pioneer in women's wrestling and. It's it's a shame that she never really got to be celebrated. So yeah, and it sinks that you know forty six year old are dying. Yeah, yeah. But um, moving on uh, to um, slightly less depressing topics. Uh, WrestleMania thirty two. Um, it was as middle of the road as middle of the road could get, in my opinion. Um, the women pretty much had the match of the night, uh, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky, 
Um, the match of the weekend, of course, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, as I said it would be. Um, those guys did some other shit. Um, the main event was a rather boring event after a five-hour show. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, Reigns charging the ring uh, to go get Triple H, these guys wanted to roll around and, and, and tussle rather than, you know, start on fire when their whole feud has been built on kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. And they wanted to go out there and trade hammer locks and wrist locks, and it just didn't work for me. I mean, ultimately, the thing that I feel like did them in, besides just the, the flat-out length of time um, WrestleMania was, was also the stipulation of the other matches on the card. So mm-hmm. you have a, you have a what, seven-man ladder match? Yep. Seven-man ladder match. You have a triple threat women's match for a title. You have a Hell in a Cell. You have a no holes barred street fight with Brock with Brock Lesnar. Like that's a lot of like heavy duty stuff you're throwing at people to just have the the last match be the main event just be two guys having an actual wrestling contest. And not to mention all the legends they brought out. Yeah, but I mean as far as just like this being desensitized by the violence of there's a battle royal there too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so. yeah, it just it just was just too much, and then you throw on like you throw on the time limit, and it's just like you're just running on fumes at the end. Yeah, like I I'm normally never the type to look at the clock man like man when's this gonna be over, especially in the main event of a pay per view. But it was just like yo, like I normally <laughs> only look at the time like when it's a wrestling, it's a pay per view main event to see like how long do I think these guys are gonna go. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's like, oh, is it okay? The video package started in this ten twenty. Oh, you might get a twenty five minute match here. Let's right. see. Um, or as Brock Lesnar is in the main event, it's like, oh, it's ten. Oh, it's ten thirty five. Yeah, it's ten thirty five, and the video package just started. So, um, I, you know, I the latter match is something to go back and watch. The triple threat match is something to go back to watch. Jericho um, and AJ had their moments. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to see, you know, then there's also the the lore of the hundred thousand people. Yeah, you have that, and you also have, you know, you have things here and there, like you know, maybe in retrospect, it's something to look at to see Baron Corbin win the battle royal, which remains um, to be seen. You know, it's and you know, at the time when it happened, it was fun to see Foley, Austin, and and Shawn Michaels in the gear. There. Yeah. That was fun. Shirtless. Yes, that was. I was like, wait a second. What the hell, Sean Michael doing here? Wait, he has gear on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Foley, bro, this is gonna be Austin next. The glass breaks and everyone loses their mind. But yeah, it just um, you know, like I, it was, it was, it was, you know, it, it had was it was a show that it was up and down show and it had it on this and it also didn't. So I, and I a lot of really... it proved not to matter as little as the next night on Raw, as yeah. early as the next night on Raw, where Zack Ryder lost the Intercontinental Championship, as Shame, I predicted. Shaman Man showed up. Shaman Man uh, was running the company. Yeah, speaking of that, let's just get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's start. Let's get into okay. So, after WrestleMania, uh, Shaman Man has assumed control of WWE even after he lost. Technically, at, you know the Hell in a Cell. Uh, he jumped his his He's ass off, you know, that twenty foot cage, through the table, was promptly young metroed everywhere all over Instagram. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that uh, also. Um, they 
have given him this power and booked the shows completely different than they've had than they've been booking them. They've been using all these guys the fans like. They've been doing all this stuff under the guise of it being Shane. So, did they really know what we want, or are they just fucking with us? Um, because I think Raw's been pretty very good throughout this whole month. I think Raw's had a lot of good matches. I don't, but like, still. There's like something it's, missing. There's issues getting to the third to like the main event. Like I don't know if it's because of rain sucks the energy out of the room come main event time or not. <laughs> but um, like for me, like the last two episodes of Raw, like it's been an issue getting through that third that third hour. Um, but I mean, they you know if you're getting you know a good match out of entertaining good match out of Sheamus with with AJ Styles and like that's a win. You know what I mean? Um, I was excited to see that match. This, you know, with the exception of last week or this week, you know, they put on like really good women's matches too. That's mm-hmm. another thing um, that I've enjoyed. So, I think I think it's you know it's a different show and it's a little bit it's it's like the pressure it's like the okay so it's like the the boot of oppression is off your neck with the with the authority not you know there for the past uh, three weeks up until this Monday with uh-huh. Stephanie. So it was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is like, okay, it's, it's nice to see like, not have the authority around, screwing with guys, whatever, and just let them just wrestle and figure out, you know, and use that time towards giving them time to cut promos to get their stuff over. So it seems like, I feel like that's a better use of time. Um, some of the execution has not been good, like namely anything, anytime they give any time to, uh, Golden Truth or uh, <laughs> what's the squad of, of social outcasts? Social outcasts. Like I'm just yeah. Like I I would like them to not have any. Yeah, I, I would like for them to try to give some time to Apollo Cruz, which they did backstage this Monday. But like the Oof. first the first couple weeks, he is there, just come out there be a what a good old white meat baby face. Yeah, or dark meat baby face in oh, that case. God. But um, they. I think this is the hey, year. Hey, don't be like those other podcasts, okay? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, don't do that. They basically, uh, I think this is the year they've figured out that the WrestleMania after doesn't have to reflect all their storylines going forward. So they're not going to send guys out there like, they're not going to have a Randy Orton and Sheamus match with Big Show. Or they're not going to have like, you know, Ryback out there. Like, they're just going to literally make it a smart show that... You know, these fools from Europe can do all their chants and do all everything else and just load it up with NXT and just use it. It's a, it was as close to an exhibition show as you can get with a main event match that uh, had um, implications for the title. Uh, we saw we saw um, the let's talk about all the NXT guys. And speaking of that, we had a question about that um, from. Jason Barks. Oh, no. Nope. Wrong one. Uh, from Simon Cotton. Um, he asks, is WWE doing enough to build up its new wrestlers like Carl and Doc, Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, etc.? So we can just go through their intros. You want to go um, list by list? Yeah, we got... Uh, so we also got to include the five videos with this, yep, right? Okay. We got to include them. Um, so uh, Baron Corbin, uh, he's in a feud with Dolph Ziggler. I think he's looked as good as possible. He's yeah. been able to cut some promos. Yeah, I think the whole thing with him was to get him out there, especially after he won at WrestleMania the, that trophy. Get him out there, um, give him somebody that the crowd respects, but ultimately knows like somebody they can 
beat, which is that's right up Ziggler's alley, um, and have somebody that can you know help shine Corbin up some. This is just like Shawn Michaels versus Diesel or Jace. Oh my god! And the mo- <laughs> nah, man, they're not gonna have a better match than Diesel's last match in, uh, on. No that, way! On no that, fucking on, way! On, yeah, they're not gonna have that match. Like I was thinking about watching that match like yesterday, but I didn't for some reason. There's not a chance Corbin's gonna have that good a match. Yeah. Um, then Apollo Crews, um, I, I didn't like the way that he was being, you know, brought in, but it looks like what they're doing with him is they're just going to keep graduating them to guys and he's just going to keep beating guys over like until he either gets some type of title shot or, you know, or he goes the other way. Am I wrong or did they like bring him up the same exact way that they brought up Neville? Like minus the, minus the like... Like the vin, the small, short, little preview vignette at the like on the front end. Like it's almost like the same yeah, thing. You yeah. come out, you have a match, you Do your like flips. you you're impressive, but like you're not like necessarily squashing guys either. But you're impressive in matches. But JBL like, isn't even healing them on commentary, so it's like it's weird. They're they're just talking about how how athletic he is and how impressive, and my, he's just the athletic black guy. My thing is like you got to give him something like. It'd be cool if uh, you do that, and then, like, by by the second week, you have somebody come out and be like, look, man, you ain't going to be coming out here just beating up on, you right. know, the rest of the squad. Like, they, they don't even have a match room. At, 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 like, so why bring them up? You don't have a match room, like, the very next pay-per-view. Like, right. you, you saw the direction they gave Corbin. Like, Corbin came out, won the Battle Royal, showed him next Monday, um, had a match with Ziggler, beat Ziggler down, beat Ziggler down the next week. And then Ziggler came out on him this week, and yeah. there's your it's match. On. Yeah, like Cruz. I don't like. Was he supposed to take on the entire social outcast of them? Yeah, like just run a gauntlet. Social like, outcast ain't getting nobody over. I think um, at the next pay per view, he should be fighting one of the ex League of Nation members at like at minimum. That should be like well, you, you know. See, uh, who you trust him in the ring with? I throw him in there with uh, Del Rio. Okay. I throw him in there, Lily Del Rio. I would say anybody, but either him or Russo, but I say any, just preferably not Sheamus. Yeah. Like, I mean, Sheamus will get you cheer. I don't know. Sheamus will get you under, too. Yeah. Sheamus get you under. So, I don't know. Uh, like, Sheamus, they have to use him. There, there's a certain way to use Sheamus. The way they use him with AJ Styles is the way you should probably use him. Yeah. Um, the, let's see, with the other new guys, we got uh, the Bullet Club guys, Carl Anderson and Doc Ellis. I think they've been presented fairly. Um, I don't like all their just walking around the backstage areas. Like they're, I feel like they could have did something that made them look a little bit more dangerous. Like they're unpredictable. What do you think of their gear? I like Anderson's gear. Gallo, I mean, this is the stuff they're wearing in New Japan. Gallo is like wearing overalls with like like leather knee, shorts. Uh, yeah, leather shorts and knee high boots. Yeah, I mean, he's a big man, so I mean, whatever. You know what he looked like to me? He looked like somebody that'd be coming out to that um, to that uh, B team NWO music. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, and Carl Anderson is like that guy's a riot. Once he really once they handed him a mic and let him go, like he's. I mean, I don't think you can complain about their their position, seeing that they're in the main of his storyline. Oh yeah, they're beating guys. Yeah, they're beating guys and they're indirectly in the main of his storyline as far as like what's going to happen with AJ Styles. Um, 
I feel like they, there's certain things they could have done better because it seems like it's so obvious they're going to turn on him come either Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. But um, and only only real like thing in question is like who's it going to involve and how they're going to screw him. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. I um. While we're on that, Jason Barksdale had a question. Uh, he said, what's the worst case scenario with the Finn, AJ, Bullet Club? Oh, wait, wait, we didn't finish. We have one more NXT call to, to oh, go. Oh, we got a couple more. <laughs> no, we got to do, um, what's we got, it called, We got right? Enzo, we got the Vaughn oh, yeah. Villains. Well, no, nah, they were up before WrestleMania, were they? Nope. You nope. sure? Positive. Okay. Um, I think they're the most over-tagged team that got called up so far, personally. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Enzo Amore's gonna make all that wacky comedy work. Uh, Big Cass is seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Yeah, sure he is. Can't teach six nine either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I I feel like they should have been. As far as the way it's gone for me, I, in my mind, I feel like they should have already been put into. Maybe they felt they need to build them for another month, but for me, I'd have been like, if you had just had them beat the Vavillians at. Uh, at Raw, Raw. today, mm-hmm. or just this past Monday, and put him into the tag match with the New Day. New Day, we would have been perfectly fine right then to go. But I guess they need another month with them. Yeah, I, I somehow they, somehow they need to be even more over than they already are. Yeah, I, I think they want to like save it for like towards SummerSlam for some odd reason. You think they're gonna? You think they'll take the? You think New Day's gonna have the belts of SummerSlam? Well, eventually, uh, the, the Carl Anderson and Doc Gallo is gonna get them giants. At they some gotta point. get something going on, man. Yeah. Like, maybe that's the thing, like, um, but then again, maybe, maybe that's the thing, like, they lose, or they, they win, and then, like, they go head-to-head with, Doc, with Gallows and them. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Um, who else we got? Uh, we got the Vaudevillains, who are dying every week on television. Okay. You should have known it was going to be a problem when they debuted on SmackDown. These things never tend to work out. You you know who else debuted on SmackDown, James? Tyler Breeze. You guessed it. <laughs> Look at my eyes. What do you see? Another wrestler that's not over on TV. Yep. Um, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be, back. I'll be here all week. Thank you. Yep. Um, they, um... <laughs> they... <laughs> Hashtag bars with a Z. Lots of bars. (laughs) These guys, um, we knew their gimmick was death in NXT. Um, It's nice to see them get a shot, but it's just not working. Oh, hold on. If if you listen real close, you can actually, we've we've got live, um, we've got a live recording of the Vaude Villains. um, Pop. Pop. Hold on one second. Y'all hear that? Okay, we're back. But um, it, it's it's not connecting. It's a whack gimmick. Why would it connect? It's from the 1920s, Rich. <laughs> no, it's from the 1820s, James. <laughs> not the 1820s. It's like from the, that carny shit. Like no, nah, the turn of the century. Yeah, like that's not that's not you nah, know, bro. The no, bro. No, ain't nobody going for none from the turn of the century out here. Okay, especially yeah. not me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know. Uh, the Vaude Villains are from the time where, you know, you could lose a match, you know, by missing a drop kick and falling on the back of your head. Yeah. Um, like, these aren't, like, you know, there aren't no, like, it'd be one thing if, you know, like, they were still wrestling out by the, out in the, out in the, uh, out in the carnival inside the steering circus. 
and they still had Buddy backstage with the blackjack in case uh you know somebody got out of the hand. Yep. And he got here and close. That's what they need. Back and, and, and slap him with the slapjack. That's what they need. They need a nah, third man. guy. Uh, they just hit people with the blackjack. Yes. Or the slapjack. Yes, or whatever. Was there has there ever been a slapjack in WWE? Is that no? That's WCW just Stevie shit? Ray. That's that just Stevie WCW Ray. WCW shit. Okay. Hit you with the slapjack. Like unbelievable. Um, was there anybody else we missed? If anybody is, if there's anybody that is below the five billions, then yeah, we yeah. shouldn't bother mentioning them. Right. Like, <laughs> um, we had the so Emma's back on the main. Well, maybe she came out beforehand anyway, so I can't even say that. Yeah. Um, uh, nah, I think I think that's it. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we had several other exciting things happen. Um, you just can't seem to remember. Yeah. Actually, do you want to take a break and come back? Yeah, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be back uh, with more One Nation Radio. Um, and while we go to the break, we can play some Prince. Rest in peace, Prince. Mm. Timely passing of a musical icon and one of my favorite artists ever, and uh, Prince. Uh, I've been banging a Prince drum for many years. We're now. gonna get that. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get back in, to that. Like, yeah, at the end of the show. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a rough week. Um, but um, back to something even rougher. Um, Roman Reigns, our <laughs> WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he is not a bad guy, James. He is also not a good guy. He is just simply the guy. Okay. Um, what are we supposed to do with this, Roman? Are we supposed to boo you? Because if that's the case, it's working really are, well. Are they doing that? Like just basically, like we got to give him the mic somehow, some way. So he just comes out and he does that. Like is that like his new? You want some? Come get some. Is that the new you want something from Cena? That's nowhere near as good. I know it's not. I know it's not. But like Isn't that like the the, the story of Roman Reigns' career almost like you're just not John Cena? Um, like I, okay, so at different points I I you know, I've liked Roman Reigns at different points or whatever in especially like the Shield time the Shield days or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I've never been, like, you know, I'm not, I'm still not, like, so much of a heat. I, I respect Cena, but I'm not out here rooting for that dude. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I've never been that down as as much as I am on Reigns. Like I've never been as down on Cena as I am on Reigns right now. Like it's just like, <laughs> what are y'all doing with this dude? It's like they got him. They ain't got like they they haven't gave him anything like to try to squash the crowd, you know, or shut the crowd up while he's getting just bombarded, just plastered with 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 just just booze, just disrespect, like just, just utter like, disrespect. Like bro, like. Like, the stuff, like, the Roman Reigns, like, everyone's just booing the hell out of him. And it's, like, it's not a small segment of the audience. Nah, like, it, <laughs> and, it and, it and it ain't, and it ain't, you know, just where you're at either. That man got booed in Europe. That man, that man <laughs> got booed in Connecticut. Yeah, that man got booed in Connecticut. That man got booed in Texas. Like, the night after WrestleMania, I thought that was, like... Yo, like bro, like he got. Like you'd have thought that was the Freebirds out there, like <laughs> in the eighties, the way that man got like, booed. Like bro, he got like, I mean that's that's you know that's as far as wide range as you can. Like he got booed in the red state, he got booed in the blue state, he got booed out of the country. <laughs> like where else you can you take? Are you gonna start having Raw on Mars? Yeah, you know, like Roman Reigns. Come. I think the Marshes will boo this man. I think them little green men will boo the shit like, out of him. Like, all right, like we ain't with this. Um. Take me to your leader and tell him to stop booking this bullshit. <laughs> like, I, it's, 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 I don't know. I guess this is their way where they can have him just wrestle who, whoever and not turn him uh, fully. But, you know, they've got the whole Bullet Club story going on with him. Um, What's the next hit for you have to pay back? Extreme Rules. Why do I feel like we're not... Why do I feel... I don't know, like... There's, I don't feel like we're going to get a second pay-per-view match between AJ Styles and Roman Reigns. Like not, not it doesn't seem time. like it's built for that. Because, it's not. Because think about it. Like, uh, face versus face matches, they don't go longer than one pay-per-view uh, without someone turning. turning right, right. So, who's more likely to turn? Is, mean, it, is it AJ or is it Roman? I'd say neither. Like, the turn that I see is like the uh, whatever you want to call them. That, that group of dudes wearing black and white and they the NWO, they're going to turn on AJ Styles. AJ Styles' attention will go immediately to that to and then they'll figure out another more contender. Like, mm-hmm. for all I know, like, it's not out of the Roman possibility that, Roman, that Triple H is going to come and get his rematch clause. <laughs> like, I think that might be, I think that might be something that's gonna, that could happen. Especially seeing that that man's still wrestling on these house shows. Or was wrestling on the, at that tour. You know. Yeah, so man, that, man, and look, that man wasn't. That man was not just training for one match, you know. <laughs> to letting y'all know this is gonna keep going on, oh, you man. know. Only thing that lasts is the game, yeah. you know, forever. Like Terry Funk, <laughs> forever. Um, so obviously, um, Roman is is the champion now. Um, I think he's either holding it till Survivor Series, and if he makes that, makes it past that. You think Survivor Series? If he he could hold it a year, oh my God. he could hold it a year and, Dude, and bury the company. We can't go a whole year like this. We just can't. The only saving grace is the Money in the Bank briefcase, which has been his undoing in the past, and I and Kevin Owens could be the one uh, to cash in on his ass. It could be anyone. Like let it be Ambrose cashing on that man. Like, why, can't, why can't cash? Why can't Ambrose cash in on that man, and then he just hand the back uh, the belt back like that in the next month pay per view, and then like we can settle up like getting ready for this triple threat match at WrestleMania next year. <laughs> they show triple threat match for the better WrestleMania. Why can't that guy's that? coming back too? So, when I heard rumors, when did they say he might come back? They said that man could show up at Money in the Bank either with his own championship. Money in the Bank is in July, right? Yes. 
Yes. Do they expect them to bump come July or just show up on July? No, it's June. Money in the Bank June? is. Yeah, it was June last year, and then they did Battleground in July. And okay. then they did SummerSlam last year. Okay. So, that man could show up with his own belt, or he could win Money in the Bank as a surprise uh, eighth guy or sixth guy in the match, whatever. He can't be winning Money in the Bank again. He, he's yeah, at the point hey, now. He's, he's at the point now. He comes back. The crowd's losing his mind. He's not the underdog no more. And he needs the knees that to win. Like just have him go out in there and fight him or race for it straight up. Yeah. Like every time you know we tried to fight, something got in the way. You know, whether I me getting injured or you getting injured, but run it. You know. Okay, so I guess we can go down the rest of this card. Uh, All right. WWE right. Payback 2016. Do you want to go from the top down or from the or from the going from the top up? down? All right. The return of sin. No, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, so all right, let's do this. Charlotte versus Natalia. Woo! Let's see. And with, we got with the legends in each corner. Yes, the legends in each corner. Um, we've got the new WWE Women's Champion in Charlotte mm-hmm. against Natalia, who has not won the Women's Championship since 2011, maybe. She was champion in 2011? Like early 2011, like oh, January. We, oh, like oh, we I'm weren't, watching. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to add to their stellar uh, series of matches. This is oh, their yeah, third yeah, one. I'm not. And no, is this their third one? NXT, then the last one. Uh, didn't they have a match on Raw the other day? Yeah, they, they, they did have a match on, uh, on Raw. And it was really good. Like, they, like, them two have good matches in their sleep, so I'm not concerned at all. Um, I think they're going to keep Charlotte with the championship, even though I wouldn't mind seeing the title change and, and flip it back uh, before SummerSlam. Do you think do you think there's any possibility that, like, they're trying to erase, like, Nikki Bella's streak, uh, streak uh, with the title as well? I don't think they're doing that intentionally because they like Nikki Bella. Okay. I mean, they could be. Like, if she holds it till SummerSlam, I think that's right around the record. I mean, because she, she's had the belt, like, if she gets a SummerSlam, she'd have the belt for, like, over 300 days, right? Yep. Something like that. Because she won a, what, Night of Champions? Yep. Yeah, bro, that's like 330-some-odd days. Yep. Or 320-some-odd days. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, there, there's probably more money in having her hold the championship and then, you know, set it up for SummerSlam with the big, you know, Sasha versus Charlotte match. What are they doing with Sasha right now? She's off television. Um, is, that, is, is that is she like the new Bray Wyatt now? Or like, oh, just take out the TV. Yeah. Make sure you stay fresh. And, yeah, make sure you stay, stay in Ziploc fresh. And we were talking in the BWB thread about it, how I feel like they need to book the women with this. They need to have, you know, if they're going to do two matches on a pay-per-view, um, whoever is the odd woman out that's like the biggest one needs to have like a showcase match the week before the pay-per-view on a Raw. Like, that's, like, a 15-minute match or, you know, 10-minute match. Like, Sasha should have so had what, a match so against someone like the, this so week. Would the B, so would the B match on the pay-per-view be, like, on like their storyline be played out on SmackDown then? Kind of, yeah. Like, it would be, like, the Becky and Emma would be, you know, you, the other storyline. And then Sasha would have got a showcase match this past week on Raw. Okay. Well, do you think that they're, like, actually cognizant of... No, those three are their pe- are their stars, and that's what, and they need to keep them around. Or do you think they're just like, yeah, at this time we have a quota of two women's women's things, and we'll figure it out. Like, and somebody's always gonna be ass out. Yep, 
think, I, I think, I, think I, I don't the think they, they they look at it where like, hey, we have all these commodities, we need to keep them all doing something. Let's say this right now, like Eagle is looking up and down this car right now. All right, will you rather? Will you rather see Calypso versus Ryback or anything Sasha Banks is doing? Anything Sasha Banks is doing. Will you rather see? Will you rather see Ziggler Corbin or anything Sasha Banks is doing? Uh, I'd probably say Sasha Banks, but it's close. Okay. Will you rather see Big Cass and Enzo versus the Bob Boos or anything Sasha Banks is doing? Sasha Banks. Well, I'm pretty much uh, okay. We rather see Miz versus Cesaro for the IC title or anything Sasha Banks is doing? No, I'd rather see Miz versus Cesaro. Okay. Mostly because Cesaro. Yeah, the same here. Same yeah. <laughs> like so, that's that's where we're at, and that's that's eight. close. That's I can, can I see Cesaro wrestle Sasha Banks? Can we, can we see that? <laughs> <laughs> can she take the Miz's spot, bro? You he, know, he, bro. Like, all right. How do I say this? How do I ask this? Yes or no? Could Cesaro, and th- theoretically, could he big swing Sasha from the center of the ring? Release her and her land outside of the barricade. Yes, I, I believe so too. Because Sasha can't weigh a hundred pounds. Sasha lets you weigh. <laughs> Sasha lets you weigh ninety five pounds soaking wet. Like Zaro can swing her with one arm. <laughs> All right. So, um, not, getting back to it, uh, since we're going uh, from the top down, Zayn Owens. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. Um, I love the video package that they did uh, on yeah. Monday. I feel like anyone that has this opinion that, oh, casual fans don't know who they are. I'm like, well, they shut all that shit up with that video package if yeah. they paid attention. Um, I think uh, I'm going to take Kevin Owens to win. And you know one thing that like now like sticks out to me even more? When Zayn completely uh, took out Owens at, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, like, along the lines of, oh, he did it to purposely, like, take him out of the match and he's done, so he had no chance to win a title. But then they, but they added that in, yeah. it's like, that, that I like that. It so, made a lot of sense. Yeah. I, you know, knowing what we know now, right, do you think it was still a mistake that they didn't have a solo match at WrestleMania? I don't think it was a mistake. Okay. Uh, I also don't think this feud needs the championship, like, Same here. right now. Same here. Like, they can add it in later. Like, Owens could randomly win the title back at any time to add it to this match. But as far as, like, the deep personal issues these guys have um, with the, the way they tied all the feuds together, the title's not necessary. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that, you know, initially. Uh, us included, uh, yeah. I'd probably say. Um... But they, uh, I think they're going to have a, they could literally steal the show. The yeah. crowd's going to be hot for them. This is their first time on pay-per-view. These guys have wrestled each other a jillion times. Every time they've gotten the ring together, it's been magic. Um, and I feel like, uh, I think Kevin Owens is going to come out with a victory uh, to, you know, set up the f- feud going forward. These guys are going to fight the next three months. So, yeah. I'm all with that. Speaking of guys that's going to wrestle next three months... Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. Um, I've like enjoyed the fact that like how I never Jericho knew I, is a heel. I bro. never know that I, I I didn't know that I was ever going to miss like heel Jericho because I've always hated heel Jericho. But uh, that man's a real like, heel, bro. He is such a whiny little shit. 
Like he is you such idiot. A, he's you such idiot. A, he's such a little baby. He they can't they cancel <laughs> they cancel uh, the highlight reel. Yep. Like come on, it, wait. It was highlight, highlight, reel. highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. they canceled the highlight reel and made the Ambrose asylum. Asylum. I'm gonna fight you. Like you, you baby. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I expect that. I expect good things out of that. Like you look at those top three, like the top three men's matches. And you're like, wow, that's like that's solid. Might be better at WrestleMania. That's solid. Like that is. <laughs> like you see those three matchups together, and you're like, that's really solid stuff right there. Yeah. Um, and uh, even when you throw it, even when you th- and then you throw in a women's match, you're like, oh yeah, no, that's four matches, really strong matches right there. Okay, so moving down, um, we already sort of touched on Enzo and the Enzo Big Cass versus Von Villains match. I'd like to see Enzo and Cass win, but I got a feeling they're gonna let the uh, Von Villains win. Why? Right, so the New Day can wash them out of the, off the strip, off the face of the earth. Yes. Okay. And uh, then you avoid, you know, too Cass early. Memoria. Yeah. Okay. Ziggler Corbin, do you think it's anything more than just a uh, showcase match for? I think, I think, yeah. Uh, you think that match lasts more last ten minutes? I have this strange feeling that WWE is going to have Ziggler beat him on a roll up, and then it extends it for the next, and he like immediately beats the hell out of him after the roll up. Yep, I can see that. My phone just died. Um, so what? Oh, Callisto Ryback. Yep. Uh, Callisto versus Ryback. I think it is a pre-show match. Yes, if I'm not is. mistaken. Absolutely, of course it is. What else are you gonna put on the pre-show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they like it's, it's eight matches, right? So they um basically Ryback has not been seen on Raw. Nope. Um, and it's a part of this, you know, whatever subtle storyline they're playing with Shane's guys, bringing up all the new talent. And everything like that. Um, they dropped a United States uh, Championship DVD yesterday. Really? Yes. And okay. they had JBL talk about it on the air, but the United States Champion was nowhere to be found <laughs> on the broadcast last night. I'm a huge fan of the United States Championship, the legacy that it holds, the Hall of Famers that have held the title, uh, the way Cena basically made it the world title last year and it's fallen into the depths of hell. Yeah. Um it's time for Kaliso to come off that belt. As far as Ryback being the guy to hold it, yeah, whatever. There are better options. I don't have a problem with Ryback um holding it. He's always been a hard worker and he's always, you know, tried to t- he's tried like, yeah, like yeah. he's tried a million things he to get over, has. and I don't, I don't. Well, I'm not really here for the Ryback slander. Yeah, remember the flyback shit? Yeah, man, you can't say you're not there trying. Um, I okay, so I don't really know. Like, ultimately, like, like you could put the belt on Ryback just for him to hold it for like two a month or two, and then lose it to. A face like a you know upcoming face or whatever like Apollo Cruz <laughs> or something yeah that, yeah that, that's something that can happen but I don't know like maybe you know maybe they actually might actually do like Callistos and Kara <laughs> I think they can have a good match I think they have a really good match I think the feud ultimately would like the crowd ain't having it because they're not trying to see too. Uh, Two, uh, two massless guys that don't talk. Two guys with mass. Or excuse me, two guys with mass that don't talk. And, or, well, I don't, uh, like... And are basically the same 
Except have you know some inches on. It's them. always you know it's always tricky with a crowd when you have a guy that's not speaking their first language. It's yeah. always tricky. Um, As no real. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you know, we have to we have to absolutely forgive. Um, we have to ask for apologies from Ms. Cesaro. But um, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen with Ms. Cesaro? Uh, I think Cesaro <laughs> is going to take that belt with him. Yeah. Uh, ain't no reason. Like yeah. I mean. The Miz and Maurice are a great act uh, put together. I've been thoroughly entertained by them. Uh, Miz, one of the guys um, on this card that doesn't really fit in with the rest of you know the the card. The new standard. The, the, yeah, yeah. The the new Shane McMahon, you know that stuff. But he's been an awesome uh, character with with Maurice, like and then no domestic, the water and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> you said it. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, domestic. Uh, she's she's been she's been like a, a great addition to his character. But um, you know, what do you make of this James Bond Cesaro thing that they got going on? Okay, you can't be having you know dude ripping that, the uh you the can't, suit. Look, this is me personally. You can have a dude that look that much like the transporter Jason Statham, and then have <laughs> him be James Bond. Like that doesn't it doesn't work like that. He doesn't like Daniel Craig. He doesn't like Pierce Bronson. He doesn't like Roger Moore. He doesn't like Sean Connery. He doesn't like the rest of those, uh, the rest of the Bonds either. Uh-huh. So like when you have that dude looks clearly just like Jason Statham, like I don't know, have him come out and look like either a the transporter, which ain't that difficult. Like they're both wearing suits, or have him come out there looking like uh, I don't know. Like Statham's been in a million action movies, so I can't even say. But the main one is. Transporter. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's like we can't really, you know, get him a car or whatever. Or maybe I don't know. It's just weird to have him come out there with that snipe, that that gun barrel every single week. Another thing is like, what? Are, doesn't that like ruin your pop? Like for you, your music plays, and you're not dressed to fight. You, no, like your music plays. That means for you to even get you to your cue, you clearly have already came back from that one from that right side panel and come underneath it, so people see you already. Mm-hmm. So like. Isn't the part of your pop is your music hits? There's first wave. You come out second wave. Your second wave and your first wave are the same. Are having the same time. Like you don't get a you know yeah. you don't get the full you don't get the full full uh, Monty breath of this yeah. the full Monty the full <laughs> breath of of you know the enjoyment of you being out there. But you know we'll figure this out. You know Cesaro's I think he wins still, the IC title. Still, su- still Superman worker guy. Um... And so we'll, it'll be And I suggest, be I that, suggest they give him the Intercontinental title because if not, people are going <clears> to <throat> want him to win the world title fast. Yeah. I think another thing, you know, I think another thing with it is another part of the sniper thing that I, or the sniper, the James Bond thing I like is the fact that like he just got a Cesaro section shirt and you, he can never wear it. Yeah. Like you want to see your guy, like you just got a merch, how about you show him wearing the merch so people know that he has it's his. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this might be one of Miz's best matches. Because Cesaro commands that, like in most similar fashion, AJ commanded that really good match out of uh, Miz a couple months ago, or yeah. like six weeks ago. So, um, yeah. So also, That's uh, the card, right? not a match. Oh, we got one more. We got Rain and Styles to talk about, but oh. one more other thing. Uh, Miss McMahon will be deciding who oh, takes shit. control of Raw. <sighs> now you know it's going to be Shane, right? Why do you say that? Cause. Cause what? Cause, do tell. Cause that's why. Is that the reason why? Cause. Oh yeah, for funsies. Yes, just yeah. just to do it. Yeah. Um. 
I I hate to say it. I think they're going to try to do some bullshit brand split. And I don't know who's going to control what. They can't be doing brand split. But it's not a good idea because... It's They're already hour, struggling as it is on a three-hour three show. Hour show. You can't be out here splitting the brand up even more and downloading the product even more. You can't even make it through a three uh, three hour. You guys are steaming like they're completely just wheezing to a finish after the first, jeez, uh, after the first hundred and twenty minutes of that show. Yeah, you can't do that. They um, and then on SmackDown, which it could be a good show. It's only two hours long. They just haven't demonstrated. Um, that they can care about that show for longer than a two-month period. The, the thing is, all right, so in any body of work, how do I say this? Me and you, were talk, we'll talk about this later, but just to bring it up now. I was saying to you, like, the hardest thing for me to try to, like, get to, get into Prince is the fact that, like, there's so much music you can't figure out what exactly is, like, where to start and where to kind of... Where to start and where to necessarily end as far as, like, you talk, you were talking about Prince, like, the full embodiment of the Prince experience, which is, like, what is... So, the question is really, like, what is, like, canon Prince? Like, besides Purple Rain, I can't really think of... Purple Rain, Sign of the Times in 1999, I can't really get a good judge on what canon Prince is. Whereas with Michael Jackson, it's some three albums in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, it's off-the-wall, thriller, and bad. Forgot it. Off the wall came out in '79, but like you know, like that's 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 it. Like so with and stuff you can like, and then other stuff, stuff you can like either disregard or check it out on your own or whatever to get and figure it out or piece it together. Get your own you appreciation. To. Like Raw is clearly canon. It is the storylines of the show being carried out for the pay per view for you to buy um, and watch. SmackDown, not so much. Only thing that's really can is whatever they decide to show to you on a replay on Raw. Yeah, it's not like they I get anything exclusive. The only way you're going to get that show to matter is if you do a brand split, and that's the problem because you have a three-hour show that you can't fill <laughs> out. Like it's you, not equal in theory. It's, it's self, just not equal. Like if you even if you do make it equal, we're still not going for it. Yeah, like this isn't back in the day where you could put. You know, all of that talent on SmackDown, and people will still watch because we're in a we're in a boom, wrestling, and we're in a boom period in wrestling. Y'all are losing, like y'all are losing that third uh, hour, and they would need another world championship. Third hour, you're losing the t- you're losing um, eyes on your viewership. Like it is not the time to be doing this to dilute your product even more, yeah. unless y'all gonna figure out how to make the product, the storylines, everything better. And if that was the case, then you would be doing it now. Yeah, and they'd be calling up Finn Balor. They'd be calling up Shinsuke Nakamura. They'd be calling up guys that, you know, would be stars. (laughs) And hoping guys don't get hurt, like Cena and Rollins. Like, hoping those guys come back uh, as soon as possible. Um, But that's another thing. I'm anticipating some ridiculous storylines. That's another thing. If you're going to do it, like, you got to wait till, like, Cena and Rollins are all back. Yeah. And, like, balance that out. Because then, like, you know, if if you were to say right now, who are the stars of WWE on television right now? And like the legitimate stars, who would it, who would you say? <clears throat> Triple H. They wrestle every. Well, okay, wrestle they wrestle every day. Wrestle okay, every I guess week. you have to say Roman Reigns by default. Yeah, he's a champion. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho. Okay. Dean Ambrose. Okay. <clears throat> Owens. Kevin Owens. So is that four? Uh, yeah. Let me see. 
That's it. Yeah, four. Like Zayn might get there, Cesaro Zane might will get, get there. there. Yeah. But right now we have four. Yeah. You need those other three guys because those three guys. If honestly, you can make an argument that those three guys are bigger than those other four. Mm-hmm. Especially Orton and um, in Cena. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do have a former uh, four-time world heavyweight champion on the roster. You know. You know. Who? Sheamus. You know. <laughs> they do have Alberto Del Rio, who could be a monster star for them. Yeah, Jack Swagger too, huh? You know. No, no. For reals with, with Del Rio. Yeah, but he's a heel, so no. Yeah. Like, they've just decided that's not what they want. They don't want him to be a star. Nope. We're going to pay him all this money just to ride this here nope. pine. Because they're out here trying to make America great again. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, our WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, the Samoan Badass. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, yeah, they said that since Heyman. Yeah, yeah. JBL said that a bunch. Oh, um, God. Roman Reigns versus possibly the best performer in the business right now. Uh, AJ Styles, he's the he's the best he's the best on the wrestler on the main roster since he's came up there. He's been Uh-oh. like I would say second would be Kevin Owens, but it's been AJ. AJ came out here and hit the ground running. Like, um, I would say he's became my he's became my favorite wrestler like since Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, and you know, this comes from somebody that's like I've only I only saw him fight. Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom. That's the only match I had ever seen of him. And then he shows up and is like impressive. Yeah. You know, like you saw that match, you like you know what the bar is for that dude. And then like that man's still coming out of here and he's still impressing you. Like that's he's been a, he's been a real delight to watch the last these four months or whatever. You know, so uh, you know he lost at WrestleMania and yeah. then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they. <laughs> they gave him a world title match. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, the he's had a couple of his homeboys uh, come from Japan, and Carl mm-hmm. Anderson and Doc Gallows or Luke Gallows, however you want to say it. Um, who whooped his ass in New Japan the last time never we all saw that. them? Never but mind yeah, that. never mind. No, um, they jumped out on the Usos, uh, which is Roman Reigns' family. Um, as we were saying a little bit earlier, um, the I feel like these guys should have been presented to be a little bit more dangerous mm-hmm. um, instead of just walking around the backstage areas like they're wrestlers. Um, they should have just been coming out the crowd, attacking think, guys. So you think they should have went full on outsiders? Like mm-hmm. like Rogue, yes. It's been 20 years. Okay. Fuck it. They, like This is the closest that they've got. Um, to well, an I mean, MWO situation. Like, in different iterations, they've had something similar to, like, they're not part of the company and they're coming out and doing things. Like, whether it was, um, you know, the guys from NXT Nexus or was uh-huh. mercenaries for hire, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I don't know, maybe they thought, like, yeah, we've done something kind of like that, like, in twice in the last five years or six years. So, maybe that's, maybe that's what they thought. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, I've... You know, do, do you I, see any similarities with uh, any other storylines or what they have going on with this whole overall situation? Because you had, I remember you had mentioned something to me about it. Um, 
Summer uh, SummerSlam 2011. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's set up where AJ Styles is is um is Triple H, and, uh, <laughs> and Drummer Reigns is CM Punk. He's about to get screwed, <laughs> and then like Kevin, and, like both of them, Doc Gallows and and Anderson are both are put together Kevin Nash. Yeah. Whereas like they set it up to where they came out and whooped them down, and they like I had nothing to do with that. And, you know, this dude, Triple H and AJ Styles pretty much have had to sort of prove their innocence since then. Um, I think it became more evident that AJ is um, clearly innocent compared to uh, Triple H H at the time. Like, we all thought Triple H was involved in it because part of the conspiracy thing at the time that was going on until, like, he found out, like, the cell phone record said that it was Norm Nice and made the phone call, which is like... There had to be some shit they made up. They they went to the back and came, decided to do that like a like the night of yeah, like hour before they up. went out there. Like yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Swerve it. It's it's on We're blaming this on Royal Nitus. Awful. Um, but now, you think they would try to bring the click back? Is that what they're trying to do? <laughs> Look, they're always trying to bring the click back. <laughs> so okay, so remember when uh they had a remember tribulation Kevin Nash's uh, TLC 2011 had a. Uh, a ladder match when the ladder or like there was nothing on the ladder up but on the, the ladder sledgehammer. the sledgehammer was all, on top of hanging from a pole that's a rib like, <laughs> that was a rib <laughs> dude I only watched that match one time I had to go back and watch it was it as bad as I remember it being I we can watch it if you want after this <laughs> oh. so maybe that maybe that's inclusion we gonna get a I don't know yeah have a have a who match. knows. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I just want to say how much I take delight in calling two white dudes the good brothers. Wait, what? Alright, basically, um, these guys are called the good brothers, like, pretty much. Like, what? Like, the GB4, it's like good brothers for life. I don't know if you listen to their podcast. No, like, I do with not. Jericho. Obviously, I do not. Yes, they call each other, like, they always refer to each other as, like, brothers, and, you know, it's just hilarious. Like, uh, like you know, so... Okay. And that's like a thing everyone calls them the good brothers or whatever. I just I just take delight in calling, you know, two white guys that. I feel like there should be like, um, what's his name? Is it Dr. Love or Buddy Love? Which one? The they one that, Brother Love? Brother Love. Where's yeah. Brother Love at then? Uh, I don't know. Is Brother Love someone with us? Is he still with us? I believe he is. Alright. I believe he is. Um... So, um, is predictions for the match. Um, I'm gonna take Roman... Um, yep, AJ's gonna get screwed. Yep, AJ's getting screwed. By who? Either AJ's gonna get screwed or AJ's gonna do the right thing and he's gonna cost him the title. Yeah, they'll be like, they'll be like, we we laid him out, pin him, and then he's not gonna want to pin him, and mm-hmm. something ridiculous is gonna. He's, he's gonna, gonna turn around, two, catch a spear. He's gonna turn, he's gonna find them two off, and they turn around and catch a spear. Yep. So, and that Maybe. whole Chicago arena I, is I'm gonna just, just yep, melt. In fury. Yep, it's just, just gonna be bad. F- yeah. Um, I think these guys are at least going to have a four and a quarter match. Think so? Uh, AJ Styles is not having a bad match on pay per view. He refuses, especially a main event match. I mean, four and a quarter is still a big, you know. Yeah. Okay, it's at least going four. Let's say that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, I'd say yeah. It's at least going four. Um, Styles is not really here for for being. <laughs> <laughs> marginalized nah. or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, They let that man use his real name. Yeah. I mean, like, we should have known. Like, they let him use his real name, it was going to be on. Yeah. 
So, uh, like, uh, Jason Barzo asked, what's the worst-case scenario for all this with the Finn, AJ, Bullet Club, Love Triangle? And does the it culminate... worst-case scenario? Yeah, does it culminate at payback? It doesn't happen. That's the worst-case scenario. Yeah, everyone, you know, he just beats him clean. One, two, like, three. AJ, like, a, like, the worst-case scenario is, like, there is no... Uh, there is no Finn Balor involvement in this. Finn Balor is, like, just going to continue being NXT, doing his thing. I would say that'd be the worst-case scenario. Yeah. Uh, the the worst case scenario, in my opinion, would be like the bell ringing, Roman Reigns spear, one, two, three. That'd be the worst case scenario. But I mean, they could, I mean, there's just a bunch of things they could do with this. Like, let's say you know, um, depending on how this plays out, like they could, you know, they could link up or whatever, and they could be, you know, AJ and those two versus Reigns and his two cousins, and maybe a six man tag match in the next pay per view. I'd, they could. I'd love to watch that and like take the pressure off of Roman Reigns having to having to defend have a the championship. Yeah. Yes, because like he can't be dealing with all these boos for much for all that for all this time like consistently. Yeah. Like, that's not that can't help that dude's psyche. Yeah, yeah. Like they could even <laughs> if Triple H was the champion, they'd do this. They'd put the belt on the line in a six man tag. Oh but my god! I don't. I wouldn't recommend that. Oh. Um. But yeah. Um, that's that, pretty much that payback. That was disgusting. Wait, you just and he's said, done that multiple times. Are you serious? He's done that multiple times. Yes. Was I watching when this happened? No. Good. That no. would have made. That would have lost my fucking mind. Wait, you're putting your title line in a six man. Yeah. How sway? How? Yeah. Um, so we're about sixty minutes in. Uh, we want to talk about Prince. Um, so we're let's, gonna let's, we'll come back. Yeah, we're gonna go to break. Uh, James is gonna pick a song, and then we're yeah. gonna go ahead. It's my and, turn. Uh, that's really going to break. I need. My, I want my turn. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back to talk for a couple minutes about Prince. This is One Nation Radio. Motherfucker with that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, I like that song. I know also, uh, we're, we're just talking straight guitar or prints. Uh, the second half of Computer Blue, which I feel yeah. like is the peak of human excellence. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's so much print stuff with guitar. Like, you know, me personally, like, one thing I've come to find out, like, about myself when it comes to Prince, because, you know, we were talking you know, earlier about, like, the, what's canon or not with him. Is like you can sort of like pick and choose what prints you like. So like yeah. if you know if somebody that's like into prints or you could do this with even with like Boy for example or Stevie Wonder. It's like if you like certain types of music or whatever, you can be like this is the album that's more for you, right? Based on what you know about someone's musical taste. Mm-hmm. Like me, like going through some of this print stuff, I seem to find out like a lot of the stuff. <clears throat> 
basically like the funk stuff and the straight-ahead rock and roll stuff, the stuff that I really like, dig the most from Prince. Probably like 79 through 87, you'll like a lot. Like yeah. that That's the era, and that's pretty much his best era. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, honestly, you can look at, like, so... Like, Purple Rain, aside from Let's Go Crazy, is, n- like, there's no rock or funk on that album. Like, the rest of that stuff is, like, synth, new age music, like... Especially, like, when you think of, for example... Uh, Computer Blue. Uh, it is a guitar on it, but it's not... I think, I think that's more New Age. I think that's New Age with, with a guitar on it. I don't think it's actually a rock record. Like, Let's Go Crazy is a rock record. Um, but, yeah, let's... Okay, so... Where do you want to start? <clears throat> I mean... We could talk about, uh... Let's talk about Purple Rain. Uh, and then go from there? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, now I'm, I'm 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 really freshly versed on it because I because I found it was on in playing in theaters again and I went with my mother on um on Saturday. So and, and it's it's interesting you bring out that you went with your mom because uh, Prince Prince's music was a big factor and it connected me and my mom made our relationship like a lot better mm-hmm. like. Um, and it was just like, and I hear this from, from a lot of people, um, that upon reading this stuff is like Prince connects generations that it almost wasn't supposed to, because if you look at people like, you know, 27 and under, I'll probably just say my age or 28 and under. And it's like, no, we weren't there or whatever, but it's trickled down and you can discover your own love for Prince. But, well, I I think a lot of it is what helped like, okay, so. I think one of the things that helps is, for me anyways, music that was within like about the same time frame of the day of when I was the year I was born, I can still sort of rock with it because, you know, you heard it on the radio when you were a kid, or your parents were playing it when you were a kid or whatever. So it's something that you can kind of um, go back upon. It's something that you sort of recall. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, that's the reason why I like. Thriller is my favorite album of all time, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like with Prince, you know, it will also help him the fact that he has so many different, he's done so many different genres of music, and a lot of them are like music that like you play at weddings, you know. I mean, not, you know, obviously you can't be out playing Erotic City at no, the wedding or, or Little Red Corvette at the wedding. You play, but, Darl- play Darling Nick if you want. Like. Yeah, but I, like, you can play, like, you know, you can play, you know, I Want to Be Your Lover. You can play yep. Adore. You know, you can play Purple Rain. Well, now it's more, it's more like yeah, sad. sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can play um, Let's Go Crazy. Baby, I'm a star. You yeah, Baby, I'm a star. Yeah. I would die for you, right? Um, you can play. Uh, you can play Kiss. Play Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, you play Kiss. I was like, hold on. I used to go in my head like see what kind of freaky thing. <laughs> you, know, you know that bull. I would say anything on the record. Yep. So he he has that like so he he um he has that like that good foundation of tracks you can go to and like anybody from any generation you could play and everybody can rock with and have a good time. Like that's one of the things that I've always like. I've always have a mind out for like what is music you can play at a wedding, mm-hmm. like something that people have a good time to and dance and it can it can you know attach to it can make people from different age ranges move around and have some fun. Like, like it, there's a there's a big difference like between like Purple Rain the movie and Purple Rain the album. 
Um, eh. it, it all like it well, all it all ties together. Yeah, yeah. It, it ties together. There was for the longest fucking time. I had no idea what Purple Rain was about. Oh, like, the song? No, the movie. Like it was just like this is the movie ain't about the shit. Fucking, like, <laughs> like okay, this is okay. The movie okay. It, on its most simplest terms, the movie is a dude that is growing up. It is misunderstood and thought he was one of a kind. Found out that. Um, he's falling down some of the same destructive paths that his father is, and is yep. scaring the shit out of them, and he's losing it. And he plays they, music no one understands. Did you say? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like his dad did, and that's what you know. And he's fall, realizing he's falling down the same destructive ways his father is, and like he's trying to learn from it, but like life's still coming at him fast. And then like his dad tries to kill himself, mm-hmm. and you know. Like, for some reason, because it's just based off of sympathy, I guess, more or less, like, he finally connects with the crowd. You know, and then, yeah, like, that's pretty much the gist yeah. of the entire movie. It's basically about, it's basically like, um, it's interesting because, um, last week, um, Wright Thompson wrote this piece about Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Explaining, like, you can honestly say since, since his father died, that since Earl Woods died, that, like, the path that... Tiger's going down is sort of like derailed his playing career because he's like falling down some of these paths of like trying to understand some of his father, like doing things like like some of that um, SEAL team training yeah. stuff, like to try to like connect with his father because you know like he didn't have any friends like growing up because he was kind of kept to like yeah, sheltered. He's a weirdo. Yeah, it's just like you know same thing. It's like okay, you know. He saw like the situation that his father was in, and with his how his family got ruined because his father was chasing after skirts. And next thing you know, he looked around thirty, you know, thirty some odd years later, and Tiger whole family got destroyed because he chased around skirts. It's like it's it's similar to that. Like you see, you know, you have a father figure, you see his strengths, you see his weaknesses. You're supposed to try to like, in theory, you want to become a better man than your father is or whatever. You try to take that. You try to make yourself a better version of him, and sometimes you fall down those same rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what I see Purple Rain as being. But ultimately, like, really, it's just like, look, man, that dude plays. Let's see, he plays what nine songs. Yeah, no, he, he, he does. He, oh, he, does he doesn't play. Album. He doesn't play. Uh, Take me with you, and he doesn't play when doves cry. I think he plays everything else in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's seven songs, then, yeah. right? So he plays. He he does seven performances. And, like, really, like, you're there for those seven performances. Um, Moore's Days more, twice. The Moore's Days, too. And, like, them ten songs. You're there for them ten performances. Yeah. And because they're all phenomenal. And, really, there's a storyline loosely based around those ten performances. Right. So. We really um, here for all, all yeah. the differentiation. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, like, it's it's cool to see more Dan Jerome lose, you know. Oh, my gosh. Jamar, you know, more Dan is, like, the most charismatic motherfucker ever live. Jerome. Yeah. You know, and Jerome's <laughs> hilarious, too. Like, Morris, who in the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> and then the face. You got a lot of fucking nerve, Morris. <laughs> all right. Oh, so, what's your. Okay. Favorite performance uh, of In Purple Rain? It's got to be. Let's see. So there's really what is it? Four. There are there's two. Op- there's that open. It... There's um. Be- there's beautiful. 
there's um the Darling Nicky joint, and then there's the end, right? Yeah, I would probably say Computer Blue. Like, just because he's so in the fucking zone when he's wearing that DeZoro mask or whatever, uh, when he's playing that, and he's just so in the zone, bro. Because, wait, he does Computer Blue and then goes in Darling Nicky, right? He does Darling Nicky, then he goes in Computer Blue. No, it's the other way around. Remember, really? Yeah, because he does Darling Nicky. Correct, yeah, correct. Like, Embarrass Apollonia. Correct. I just watched his joint just on correct. Saturday. Yep, correct. Okay. Uh, not so much the darling Nicky part. Like that part's cool to me, but that man here humping to the synth. Yes. That man's air humping on top of a speaker to, to yes. the synth. Yes. <laughs> but I say I say computer blue oh. is is my favorite one. Like you know I'm the guy, okay. I'm the guy that looks like away from the most obvious thing okay. that everyone would like. But it's a tie between that and then probably like Baby I'm a Star, like at the end, like you know, just because right, it's like. All right, you know what my my favorite one is. What's your favorite? Beautiful. Oh, I love that one too. <laughs> because yeah. basically, like the whole thing. I see, I see, I see you in. Well, one is because like, all right, Morris hot there. Morris like you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> there's, 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 there's multiple reasons. Like one is, like if you had, you have to explain like. If you were our age, and, like, you may have never, like, listened to Prince. Mm-hmm. But, like, you you know, you got the gist of it. Like, you listened to, like, someone like the Dream Nick when he got on. Someone that was one of the, one of the like, many people that were, like, directly, that, that blew up or became huge for even short, any amount of time that were, like, a direct influence, like, of Prince. And he's like, okay, you hear the beginning of Beautiful, and you're like... Yeah, bro. Like, Shorty is a shit would never exist if it wasn't yes. <laughs> beautiful. Never. Yes. So, um, like, that's one. And then, like, you know, after he already made Isla Apollonia, he more, in his mind, he done, he done pretty much, like, marked his territory on her and see Morris. Like, oh, in his yeah, mind, man. you know, his mind, oh, fuck ass Morris is out here trying to get me kicked out of, the, of, of my gig all the time. Yep. Always hate, always hating ass Morris. Yep. See him with my lady. He come out here. You know, do you want him? Yep. Or do you want me? Because I want you. Because I want you. <laughs> yes. Like, that is a... <laughs> powerful moment. It's a powerful moment and you, in the you film. you see Apollonia's face, Apollonia's like, oh, oh my fuck. God. Like, 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 just completely just, like, you know. in a day, yes. <laughs> yeah. A, completely hypnotized yes. by, you know. The whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, and Morris had a like... Man, ain't shit I can do here. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. He realized he lost and like, you know what, I'm gonna give her I'm gonna give her a a, a group. I'm yeah. gonna give her a song. Yep. And that song, like, I absolutely love that song. Like Set that, Shooter? Yes. Yeah. Like that's probably that's probably been one of my favorite songs for years. Just listen to that the okay. instruments on it. It's just So if you gotta rank the, if you had to rank the three uh the three non Prince performances and Prince Revolution performances on there. So there's the bird, there's Jungle Love, and then there's Sex Shooter. How would you rank them? Jungle Love, Sex Shooter, Bird. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Well, I, 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 honestly, I don't think there's another way you can even do that. But yeah, I yeah. think yeah. Like Bird's cool, but I've always liked Jungle I like, Love. Like if you tell me that you like, if you like the Bird more than Jungle Love, I, I have the warn, I have the warner about like you know your musical taste. I really do. I don't know if you ever listened to the Time albums, but I need to put no, you onto those. Like. There's so much dope shit on it, like the time, because the time was like. Of course, Prince, all them dope. Prince did all them Prince shit. Prince did like, all of them, but <laughs> them boy, like Morris Day's like personality carries all them shits, and it's like more like cool. Like, okay. it's not like it's, his it's out of, there. Uh-huh. It's more like, 
it's like, more grounded. It's more niggerish. It's it's more grounded. Yeah. It's it's like it's like it's like Outkast record when 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 Dre's there actually there. Yeah. Right? Okay, like it's you. like it's it's raw. Like I, I, I'm just say that. Okay. But um, yeah. Like I I love that album. Uh, it the the drums and the production like that's pretty much the peak of that style. And you see everyone kind of ride that wave for the rest of the decade. Um, and even before that, uh, like the 1999 album. Uh, as you were mentioning, like the funk stuff, like Dirty Mind and the Prince self-titled album uh, is really dope. And something I kind of got put on to uh, over this past week was the Gold Experience. It was this album that put out, got put oh, out in 95. was it called the Gold Experience, was it? In 95, yeah. Oh, I thought you smelled that 92 album that had gold in it. Nah, nah, nah. It's called the Gold Experience. Like, Prince is oh. rapping on there. And it's like, it's not terrible at all. Like, <laughs> um, and then there's a, you know, there's a couple of other dope joints on that. I pretty much downloaded his, I downloaded his discography, everybody. Um, That's, I, I did that today. Like, I had downloaded um the 93 joint, which is like a greatest hits, like double disc. And then there's a third album with a, um, the B-sides. With B-sides. And they're and, uh, great. I, and it was, and it, you know, I got it. And it wasn't an MV, M, uh, MP3 form, so I went looking around, and like I guess like people just recently put up like his entire discography. Yep. And I was like, I just like, yep, let me get that. And instead of having like you know thirty songs for a gig and a half, I'll take that all of that for like four hundred gigs. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, or four hundred megabytes. Thank you. So it was. Um, There's a lot of dope stuff on that B side. The yeah. it's a it's sixty one songs. If you guys want a good place to start for Prince, I like a lot of the stuff on disc three, like Erotic City, Seventeen Days. I would, I would suggest to people to you know I would suggest that instead of the because um, you know the very best of Prince yeah that it, went to number one, but like that you know um, the hits and the B side joint is ever has every single song of that plus like. 30 more or plus like 20 more songs so i say go yep. with that go with that and then pick up purple rain and then pick up the prince self-titled album and you'll be you'll be good like if you want if that's all you want to listen to uh if you like all that and you want to keep going i mean that's up to you however you want to play that i'm still like figuring all that out like it's hard to like piece all this stuff together but you know, I've got a lot of like older people that have always like kind of dug them, and I know they could direct me which way to um, go. But um, he was obviously a musical icon. Um, they said he died with possibly a hundred albums of material in his in his vault. Um, he recorded two songs a day. Uh, he could play damn near every instrument there is. I believe um, the official count was twenty seven. Yeah, and then twenty-seven like, instruments he could play. Yeah, twenty-seven instruments, and then like the branches of those instruments, <laughs> like he could play them all. Like, um, yeah, I was really hurt. Uh, I was broke up. Uh, I was over here with with uh, your cousin Alex, and I was I was pretty broke up and hurt by this one. Um, I was in the comfort of my own home, so I didn't have to worry about hiding my emotions in front of people and having them look at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> um, so nah, man, that's that's the one thing with Prince is like, look, man. Anytime you're gonna be, do, you know, not have to worry about, you know, worry about that sort of thing. Is like, I mean, that's sort of what Prince is all about. Like, it's about being yourself or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, people. I mean, I don't understand how, like, why that'd be a thing. Like, people, people die when famous musicians die all the time. Or people cry when famous musicians die all the time. Yeah. 
uh, I just want to say a little something to those folks that are coming out all over Facebook that are saying stuff like, um, why do people not show love to these people until they die? Uh, Master P hopped on there and was like calling out quote unquote fake Prince fans. Uh, how, how do you be? How are you? How can you be a fake prince? How does that work? I I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Like, so like you heard when Doves cry and you're like, you know what? Like, I don't like that song, but I'm just gonna put on it anyway just cause I don't. Yeah. I don't. Like, let's say let's say that's the case. So, like, when's the next time we're all really gonna talk about Prince now? Like, it is as a national discussion. Never. Never. So when like, do you someone, think that's the what time... happens. when someone dies, that's what happens. Like, like when, when did they think we're going to bring this stuff up? Are, are we not supposed to mourn someone that we've we felt like we know through their music that we've got hours and hours of an enjoyment out of, and it just I think I think think people like to be contrarian. Or I think people like, just doing shit for likes. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just weird. Like, okay, so are you supposed to be thinking about these people at all times while like? All this other music is happening in our in, in our face. Supposed something to happen. A lot of this stuff happened, you know, close to thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we supposed to do here? Like, especially especially when like someone from you know a previous era of music dies. Like, that's perfect time for someone that like you missed out on to go and check to see all the people, all the glowing things or sad things we have to say about this person being gone. To be like, you know what? This like this person had clearly had this influence and touch and. On this wide range of people from all these different 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 demographics, you know what? Maybe I should check this person out because I missed out on. I think right. that's a lot of like what happened with Prince. Like, like me personally, like outside of side of the time, nineteen ninety nine, Purple Rain. I have nothing for you on Prince and like a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about this um, earlier today. I had no idea that Uptown was a Prince song. Yeah. I always thought it was a dad punk song from. Um, from like the two, from like the early two thousands, uh-huh. I always thought it was their song. Found that was a Prince song. I was like, oh wow, like that's crazy. This might be like my one of my five favorite Prince songs. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and I feel like you know, and it's not just Prince. Like the art he put on so many artists uh, and let his sound just like develop over time. Like that's very admirable. Like, and all the you know folks he produced, like Sheila E. Time. Um, the vanity stuff and it's just like do you have a favorite like prince moment <sighs> favorite prince moment i've heard a ton of great stories over the past week okay of, of how what's your, fa- what's your favorite thing you heard what's your favorite okay. anecdote my favorite one was they said <laughs> like he was on american bandstand playing for dick clark right <laughs> okay and they and, and he's like 19 years old right and uh-huh. then dick clark asked him he's like like so, Prince. So, like, how did you get involved with with music and and you know all this stuff and the band and 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 becoming a musician? Prince like doesn't say a word, right? Looks at him, holds up the number four, and walks off. What? <laughs> what, a, what a perfect weirdo! Holds up the number four with his fingers and walks off. <laughs> wow. Absolutely amazing. Uh, there's another one where I heard about Prince being in, um, like, doing these these concert performances. I, you might have told me about this. Uh, where it was a... Actually, no, I think I read it. Um, it was a lady, and she was like, yeah, um, she had met up with Prince, and she was supposed to interview him or something. And you're like, yeah, Prince is going to perform. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? 
and then, yeah, be at this parking lot at. Oh, yeah, I told you. Yeah, it was on uh, Robin. It was Robin Feedy the other night was on on um, the nightly show talking. Uh, this was uh, yeah, this was Thursday. So you know they have the it, it, it's similar to the nightly sh- to the Daily Show except that instead of bringing the the um, the guest out just do a one on one interview, they bring him out for a panel for a dis- discussion like four people. Mm-hmm. So Robin Feedy is the, I think she's the head writer for nightly show and um. She was saying that she wrote for an award show. She was like the head writer for an award show. Saw Prince talking to someone like Snoop Dogg backstage. She's freaking out like 20 feet away. Prince walks up to her and says, uh, I, I like what you wrote and walks off. And then all of a sudden, um, one of Prince's handlers like gets literally like two inches away from her face, face to face and says, Prince, will, Prince wants you to, uh, to meet him um, after the show. They go to a parking lot at some undisclosed like parking lot, this random place, waiting. And then the van pulls up, says, "Get in." They get in. It's like two in the morning when they get there. Prince performs for four hours <laughs> for like well, how many people? For like some like room like she said like room like thirty, thirty, twenty, thirty people. Uh huh. And then Prince gets off gets off the stage, walks up to her, and says, "You're funny," and walks off. <laughs> That's Prince. Like there's a there's a million like. Other than maybe like, oh man, that shit was other awesome. than maybe like Bill Murray, you know he, you're like, funny. Like, you know, like who else has stories like that? Of like, there's a million stories out about him just being fan, just perfectly weird. Yeah. Um, like my my favorite Prince story um, is uh, it is when he performed um, as my guitar gently weeps with um, Tom Petty uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In honor of Eric Clapton, and <clears throat> they're at rehearsal. Legend has it they're at rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up late because it's Prince, of course. Um, Prince Tom, on Prince time. Yeah, and Tom Petty says something along the lines of, "You probably don't even know this song," type of deal. And Prince ain't saying nothing. <laughs> oh to him. yeah. And then Prince then began. It's on YouTube. You can type in Prince as Michael Chart Dentley weeps or Prince uh, Tom Petty. You can find on YouTube, like it's actually on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's YouTube page now. Uh, mm-hmm. So before you had to just find it in any old low quality uh, video. Now it's HD, crystal HD to see the see the pettiness that is Prince uh, Rogers Nelson. So <clears throat> you see uh, the song they're going with the song, they're doing the thing, and there's like you know there's a bunch of extra guitars on. So I think uh, Clapton's son is there. Mm-hmm. He's like a teenager. He's he's doing he's on rhythm. And then next thing you know, Prince proceeds to break out one of the greatest live uh, guitar solos you've ever heard. And uh, and while he's doing this, he's like, he's gyrating in direct, the, clear, the clear direction of Tom Petty, who's singing <laughs> on the mic. And like, the funniest part about it is Prince is like so far off the stage, you can't even tell it's Prince until like, it's time for his solo, and you're like, oh shit, it's Prince! Uh-huh. So, he's going, he's going nuts with this thing. And um, he's going guitar solo even over the hook. He don't care. He, uh, <laughs> he proceeds. He, I guess he has somebody uh, like he has security dude like right by the stage. So he proceeds proceeds to turn his back to the crowd and face directly towards Tom Petty. Wow. And he leans back and it's and his like falls back and leans back. 
and his his security dude is holding up his is holding him up so he doesn't fall off wow. his head, pushes him back up, proceeds to kill him for another like thirty seconds until the show until it ends. Takes the guitar off, takes the guitar, and walks guitar off, off, throws it off in the air, and walks off stage. <laughs> the man did it, Naito. Get the fuck out of here. Like, Took it, took it, That's str- funny. strap off, just threw it in the air and walked off. Like, hey, whatever. That's I, know, I know I heard it is. And you can check it out. Like, it's 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 my favorite Prince thing ever. That's hilarious. Like, if that, um, if that after I learned he died, like, it's a, that's one of the first things I posted on Facebook, <laughs> which is that video, just saying, like, you know, one thing, I, you know, whether it's China Times, any of these other, you know, like, great albums he, he made, like, what I always remember is, like, there's nothing Prince can do with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Like he is, you know, in my, you know, to me, he is the greatest um, musical talent that this country's ever produced, and um, he will be dearly missed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's that's pretty much going to wrap up our show. Uh, if you guys would like to talk to us more about Prince or anything like that, you can contact us on Twitter uh, at One Nation Radio at James Boy eighty seven or James Boy O and R uh, at Rich Ladder thirty two. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Wrestling Squared Circle on Facebook is where our home group is. And we have a lot of great wrestling debate going on there. Shouts out to all the members in there. Uh, Shouts out to the BWB, uh, Jeremy Donovan, Sierra Reed, um, and along with us. Um, <clears throat> we're, we've had uh, a month off and we're ready to come back firing off on WWE uh, every week for... Uh, you know, anything they put out that we need to rip the bits. <laughs> uh, and we're also here to praise when they do things well. But, you know, they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, we will be back next week after, you know, re- uh, reviewing Payback and uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, James, you got anything to add before we uh, get up out of here? Uh, uh, I mean, also in addition to, um, on a lighter note, you know, we, uh, you know, we've passed, um, to, you know, China, we've talked about China, we've talked about Prince, one, one person that we've lost forever that we haven't talked about, uh, yet, I guess we would say it's a passing is just, um, I'm going to miss you, Jay-Z. I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm going to miss you, Jigga Man. I'm going to miss you, Young Hove. I'm, yeah. I'm going to miss you, Mr. I, ha- I haven't home. watched the Lemonade visual album. Whew. Um, but from what I hear, I'm going to want to watch the big pimping video afterwards just to remember <laughs> Jay-Z, how I, how I knew oh, Jay-Z. Man. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. Y'all Beyonce fans. Y'all ridiculous. This is One Nation Radio. Later. <laughs> <laughs>